the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. As Democrats refuse even one dollar for a border wall, the White House says President Trump's willing to consider his $5 billion request in the way of a compromise. Incoming Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney says Mr. Trump would consider anywhere from $1.6 billion to $5 billion. Mulvaney also says a partial government shutdown triggered by the funding standoff could last until the Democrats take charge of the House. I think there's a, an implication here for Nancy Pelosi's election for the speakership. I think she's now um, in that unfortunate position of being beholden to her left wing to where she cannot be seen as agreeing with the president on anything until she, after she's speaker. Mulvaney on Fox News Sunday. On Wall Street this morning, uh, stocks deep in the red once again. The Dow is down about 315 points. The S&P is off 35 and the Nasdaq down 99. This is SRN News. You're already feeling a little guilty about biting into your 10th ginger snap of the day. Put that cookie down. When you realize once again you forgot to get a gift for your mother-in-law. Last minute shopping, huh? Enough to drive a man insane in. It's the holidays and we get it. Sometimes things get a little hectic this time of year. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. That's why we're here to remind you. Take a deep breath and remember what Christmas is really all about. From Wellness Radio 1570, Merry Christmas. The Twin Cities Wellness Station, Wellness 1570. Hey, Wicks and Jewelers reminding you, we've got just one day until Christmas. It happens tomorrow. But if you put up shopping, you still have a chance. Wicks and Jewelers open today. You can get an exceptional selection of diamond jewelry, rare gemstones, and the world's best watch brands, all at Wicks and Jewelers in Bloomington. Your forecast from the Eagle Wellness Studios today for Christmas Eve. We're looking for a high in the upper 20s. TheFishTwinCities.com, spreading joy all season long. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Hear Christmas Man, classics and contemporary favorites at TheFishTwinCities.com. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. For 30 years, healthcare insurers have had it wrong. We don't need to manage our healthcare. We need to manage the finance of our healthcare. Sustainable healthcare. What is it? How do we attain it? What changes are needed? What does it mean for doctors, healthcare insurers, pharmaceutical companies, and most importantly, you, the patient? If you like your doctor, can you really keep your doctor? Or can you change the system to keep them in practice? These and a host of other questions are addressed by Dr. Stephen Trobiani, MD, on his program, Sustainable Healthcare, on Twin Cities Wellness Radio, Saturdays at 2 p.m. Dr. Trobiani brings 30 years of medical practice and many years of uncovering problems in the healthcare industry. And he'll offer solutions on restructuring healthcare financing through free enterprise. Tune in Saturdays at 2 p.m. and hear Dr. Trobiani's insight into providing prescriptions to what ails the healthcare industry. That's Sustainable Healthcare, Saturdays at 2 p.m. on Wellness Radio 1570. 
The AM980 The Mission Community Calendar is brought to you by the Kingdom Builders Roofers. Celebrate New Year's Eve in a new way. The Benedictine Center is offering a mini retreat that will help people celebrate New Year's Eve in a place of silence and peace. This retreat is called On the Crest of a New Year and will be held Monday, December 31st from 1 to 7 p.m. The $50 cost includes meals. Participants will reflect on Ecclesiastes 3. To everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. The vision is for 2019 to be a year of purpose and renewal. To register, go to benedictinecenter.org. Mark your calendars for January 22nd at noon to join thousands of pro-life citizens for the 2019 MCCL March for Life that will gather at the state capitol for one hour. Signs will be available. The Mission Community Calendar is brought to you by the Kingdom Builders. They're not salespeople, just great roofers. Find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Each of us have special dreams if money is no issue. What's your dream? Extra income each month will allow you to do what you want, when you want. Freedom of time and money are powerful. Invest in you at Online Trading Academy. By calling now for a free investing class, by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone, use the keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA. Wellness Radio 1570 and iHeartRadio, they go together like guns and roses. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about swatting backwards. Swatting backwards. No, I don't mean hitting people. No, I don't mean pushing people away. I mean taking a look back uh, as we wrap up this year, 2018, and start putting a strategy in place for moving forward to having a successful 2019. Uh, but before we can go forward, sometimes we need to go backwards. And as a general rule, life is meant to be lived with a forward focus. You know, we have our past, we have our present, and we have our future. And too many people live in the past. Some of us do it consciously. Some of us do it unconsciously. Because remember, we're all program creatures. We're all a product of our past. Uh, a dog returns to its vomit. Uh, you know, you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. When our back is against the wall, you know what we do? We go to what we know. And so I rail all the time on a, a rear-focused America that we live in. You know, looking back on what we did 38 years ago, looking back at what happened 200 years ago, looking back in the Middle East at what happened 2,000 years ago. We're so focused on our past, so focused on the hurt, so focused on keeping our pound of flesh. Uh, some people are consciously focused that way. However, a lot of us also have programmings, unconscious programmings that were in place from the time we've been a young child that even though we're not consciously focused on the past, 
unconsciously, our past is dictating our present situation. It's technically dictating our future. Technically, a majority of people out there have misfiled their past into their future and thus other people's future. And, uh, man, uh, today we're going to go backwards. You know, yesterday uh, I did a show called Looking Back and just talked about the value of uh, looking back, of reflection, of collaboration. And so there is value in it. It's not something we should do on a regular basis, but there are times when it's appropriate to look back. And we got to ask ourselves as we look back, as we SWAT back, and by the way, SWAT is nothing more than an acronym. It's a way to evaluate. It's a way to analyze. It's a, it's a structured way to take a look at our strengths, our weaknesses, our opportunities, and our threats. That's what SWOT is, S-W-O-T, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And threats means the potential uh, for something that is not good. And all this is always done against a base, uh, against a, uh, a, a foundation, if you will, of knowing who you are, why you're here, what your purpose is. Because in order to look past, uh, in the past, we need to collect data. But what is our litmus test? I mean, think about good or bad, right or wrong, better or worse. Do you hear it? Those are all comparison words. All comparison words. And so we got to ask ourselves, what are we comparing ourselves to? That's the key. And for a lot of people, that's an unknown uh, entity. We don't know what we're comparing it to. But we all have this litmus test in our mind's eye that says we're doing good or bad compared to what? That this costs too much or doesn't cost enough compared to what? That this is better or worse compared to what? See? That's important. And that's why having a mission statement, having values, having a vision statement, knowing why you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again and again. What's your purpose? Why are you here? Why did the God of the universe bring life into you, breathe life into you? And once you have that established, then everything else should be measured against that. That should be our litmus test. And it always starts with who we are. Because once we know who we are, then what to do is a lot easier. And as we look back, we can see things and understand things. That's why I love this poem by Edgar Guest called Builder or Wrecker. I watched them tearing a building down, a gang of men in a busy town. With a ho-heave-ho and a lusty yell, they swung a beam and the sidewall fell. I asked the foreman, are these men skilled, the men you'd hire if you had to build? He gave me a laugh and said, no, indeed, just common labor is all I need. I can easily wreck in a day or two what builders have taken a year to do. And I thought to myself as I went my way, which of these two roles have I wanted to play? Am I a builder who works with care, measuring life by the rule and square? Or am I shaping my deeds by a well-made plan, patiently doing the best I can? Or am I a wrecker who walks the town, content with the labor of tearing down. And this really hit me hard because we can think we're a builder, but a lot of times we're really a wrecker. We can think 
that we're doing one thing in the now moment and get so wrapped up in our own perspective that we don't realize some of the damage we're doing. And see, that's why I I teach what I teach. (coughs) There are something called perceptual positions, right? There are only three ways to see any situation. First position is from self. We've seen it from our own eyes. See, we live our lives this way. We live our lives in the first position. Uh, We're living our life. We're just in the now moment, or a lot of people actually unconscious, just going through the motions, just checking box. But we're naturally in this body. We're naturally seeing things from our eyes. We're naturally doing what we think we're supposed to do. We're naturally responding to what other people do. We're naturally processing all the stuff that we've been through unconsciously. We're naturally getting thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. We're naturally responding to those. We're natu- do you see what I'm saying? That's first position. That's autopilot. It takes no effort to be in first position. Because we're born there, we live there, we occupy this body, this temporary dwelling. We're the person inside. You know, as I joke around, I used to drive an orange beetle. And when I drove down the street, people didn't wave at me saying, oh, there's Black the orange beetle. I wasn't the car. I was the guy inside the car. And so you got to get this. That's what first position is, is just seeing things from the guy who's inside the car, that one perspective. But think about a car since we're using the analogy. You know, we have side view mirrors. We have a rear view mirror. We have the ability to cock our head, I don't know, a good 100 degrees, 120 degrees, each way left and the right. Do You see, when we do all that, we take in more data, which is what the perceptual position is about. The second position takes effort. It takes other. It's, that's what it's called, other. It's the ability to step out of our shoes and look through the situation, through another person's eyes to realize that maybe we didn't respond the best way we could. Uh, Maybe we didn't uh, have all the love that we thought we did. You know, how is it perceived? How is the other person taking this interaction? What's the other person's map of reality based on the interactions they've had with us? And I got to tell you right now, that's what's lacking in today's world. There's not a lot of understanding. We don't put ourselves in other people's shoes. We're so wrapped up our own pound of flesh, our own record of wrong, our own uh, doing our own things. You know, the old saying, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And we got all this busyness going on and that we miss people. We miss what's said. We miss what's heard. We miss feelings and emotions. And we can put our nose to the grindstone and miss things. And then there's third position, which is overview, which is like the ability to watch a videotape, a DVD, a Blu-ray about what took place. It's to disassociate so you're not emotionally involved with yourself, you're not emotionally involved with the other person, you're now seeing it from an overview, what it looks like to other people. Those are the three positions. And those are things that we should be doing on a daily basis moving in and out of those three. But today, we're going to talk about swatting back. So we want to actually today take a look back at our entire year. What were the good points? What were the strengths? What were the weaknesses? What were the opportunities that we took advantage of and the opportunities we missed? And what are the threats moving forward? What are some obstacles, some things that we need to continue to be aware of uh, to clean those up, to work on them, to make them better? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about swatting backwards. I am Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who's served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. 
you know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry related. And I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged and I've been excited and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did. And I'm not sure ever could because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, January 24th through the 26th. Go to likeitmatters.net. Click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners. We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins, delivery, quality, and generate capacity. We'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story. I'm Mike Kennison, Vice President of Manufacturing at Protolabs. Our core values of achievement, trust, and teamwork are centered around our key stakeholder, our employees. We realize that in order to create the most value for our customers and shareholders, we need to first and foremost invest in our employees. In three years, Lean Partners has helped us create and implement a leadership training program that is relevant and scalable across a broad set of our employees. The Lean Partners Leadership Training Program has made a significant impact on Protolab's continuous improvement efforts for both processes and systems, as well as talent development. Thanks, Mike. Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we are talking about swatting backwards. You know, there's a time and a place for everything. There's a book of Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, so there's a time and a place for everything. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to cry. There's a time to build, there's a time to destroy, there's a time to plant, there's a time to harvest. And ladies and gentlemen, there is a time uh, to look back. It's not as often as we think it is. You know, one of the most famous things we talked the other day about uh, Lot's wife. You know, one of the most infamous of all people who look back uh, at the wrong time when she should be looking forward. I also use the example of uh, John Landy and Roger Bannister. You know, Roger Bannister was the man who broke the first four-minute mile. 
You know, he was on Life magazine, and uh, there was a whole group of them competing to be the first one who could run a sub four minute mile because everybody believed it was possible to rub run a sub four minute mile, but no one had ever done it. And so Roger Bannister, John Landy, and a whole bunch of other people were running around, uh, you know, working to break the four-minute barrier. And uh, Roger Bannister was recorded as the first man to do it, quote, officially. And then 45 days later, John Landy broke his record by a second. And I don't know the clear data. I've done a lot of research, but it's not clear. Somewhere between three and 100 people within 12 months of uh, Bannister breaking the four-minute mile, uh, other people did it. And so Roger Bannister broke uh, is the belief system that man couldn't run that fast. And we have to deal with our own belief system. And that's one of the values of looking back. You know, when we're in the now moment, when that first position, we could believe that we're functioning fully effectively in our own belief system. But it's a limited view. It doesn't have the full view. We need to see things from a complete perspective. And that's why looking back brings some value. And that's why before the break... I was talking about the perceptual positions, the three ways to see any situation. But one of the most famous times of not to look back is when you should be running forward because the good light, good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face. Because we move in the direction we're looking, we look in the direction we're moving. And that's why it's this famous story, you know, on 6 May 1954, Roger Bannister ran the first sub four minute mile at Iffy Road. He held his world record for just six weeks before his great rival, John Landy of Australia, broke it by more than a second. The stage was now set for dramatic showdown between the two runners in the final of the one mile at the Empire Games in Vancouver on 7 August 1954. The race proved to be probably the most exciting mile race ever run is still known as the, quote, Miracle Mile. A statute stands in Vancouver to commemorate its moment of highest drama when John Landy looked back over his left shoulder just as Roger Bannister passed him on his right. Of that instant, John Landy said, when Lot's wife looked back, she was turned into a pillar of salt. When I looked back, I was turned into a pillar of bronze. And so there are times to look back. And that's what we want to do as this year comes to a close, look back. But again, in order for us to know whether we're doing good or bad, right or wrong, better or worse, we have to have, those are all comparative words. You've got to understand the value of words. Words can build. Words can destroy. Words can make people uh, clear-minded. And words can confuse people. It's all programming. We've all been programmed by words. We have belief systems that have been in place since before we were six years old that are still running the ship. And they are constructed of words, if A, then B. If I do this, then this will happen. If I don't do this, then this will happen. Don't you hear it? Those are all called what we call beliefs. And so this is why the structure of this, if we're going to look back, we got to have a comparison. We got to know who we are. We got to know why we're here. We got to know whose we are. We got to know what constitutes a good day. What needs to take place in order for a day to be a good day? What needs to take place in order for a week to be a good week? What needs to take place in order for a year to be a good year? And if this happened, what would make it a bad year? Don't you see? But it, it's, it's comparing against something. That's why we got to know who we are. And that's why I love this quote by Ella Wheeler Wilcox called Two Kinds of People, Leaners and Lifters. She says there are two kinds of people on earth today. Two kinds of people, no more, I say. Not the good or the bad, for it's well understood. The good are half bad. The bad, 
are half good. Not the happy or sad, for in the swift flying years bring each man his laughter, each man his tears. Not the rich or the poor, for an account of man's wealth, you must know the state of his conscience and health. Not the humble and proud, for in life's busy span, who puts on vain airs is not counted a man. No, the two kinds of people on earth I mean are the people who lift, the people who lean. Wherever you go, you'll find the world's masses are ever divided in these two classes. And strangely enough, you will find two, I mean, there's only one lifter to 20 who lean. In which class are you? Are you easing the load of the overtaxed lifters who toil down the road? Or are you a leader who's let, who lets others bear your portion of worry and labor and care? See, as you look back at last year, if you don't know whether you're a leaner or a lifter, how will you know if you're doing good or bad? As you look back at the last year, if you don't know if you're a builder or a wrecker, how do you know if it's been a good year or a bad year? Don't you get it? See, sometimes we see things one way in the first position. But if we actually go back and take a look at the second position, take a look at it from someone else's perspective, or go back and take a look from an overview to see what it looked like to other people, all of a sudden it looks totally different. And that's the value of swatting backwards. It takes away the emotional involvement because we, we're going through life. We're our nose to the grindstone. We're unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. And we're going through the motions. And if we're hurt, if we're reacting, you know, when someone's hurt, hurting people hurt people. And so I don't know about you, but as I look back at my last year, boy, I didn't really represent myself well. I, I realized that there is a lot of areas of shortcomings. And we'll talk about that as we break down the SWAT. Uh, it's just a reality. I'm not proud of it. A lot happened this last two years, not just the last year. A lot of death in my family. My daughter get married. Uh, you know, uh, relitigating old mistakes, if you will. The devil's good at that, reminding me of past mistakes that I've been forgiven for and, and all that. And so this is the value of looking back because we think we could be doing one thing when we're actually doing something totally different which is why one of my favorite poems and stories, it's a story in a poem, it's called The Cookie Thief by Valerie Cox. It goes like this. A woman was waiting at an airport one night with several long hours before her flight. She hunted for a book in the airport shop, bought a bag of cookies, and found a place to drop. She was engrossed in her book but happened to see that the man beside her, as bold as could be, grabbed a cookie or two from the bag between, which she ignored to avoid a scene. She munched cookies and watched the clock as the gutsy cookie thief diminished her stock. She was getting more irritated as the minutes ticked by, thinking, if I weren't so nice, I'd blacken his eye. With each cookie she took, he took one too. When only one was left, she wondered what he'd do. With a smile on his face and a nervous laugh, he took the last cookie and broke it in half. He offered her half as he ate the other. She snatched it from him and thought, Oh, brother, this guy has some nerve and he's also quite rude. Why, he didn't even show any gratitude. She had never known when she'd been so galled and sighed with relief when her flight was called. 
She gathered her belongings and headed to the gate, refusing to look back at that thieving ingrate. She boarded the plane and sank in her seat, then sought her book, which was almost complete. As she reached in her bag, she gasped with surprise why there was her bag of cookies in front of her eyes. If mine are here, she moaned with despair. Then the others were his, and he wanted to share. Too late to apologize, she realized with grief that she was the rude one, the ingrate, the thief. You see, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we get so wrapped up in our own petty little worlds. We get so nose to the grindstone. We get so working on not dealing with the pain and misery in our life and just doing what we're called to do that we might see things a little different than they're really going on. See, sometimes we think we're giving and we're really taking. I'm sure all of us can relate to times in our lives when we felt absolutely certain our perceptions were right, only to find the truth in a different light. And today the question I'm asking, I'm asking you and I'm asking me, have you been the cookie thief more times than you'd like to admit? And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just coming out of this episode. It's been the last couple of months been real tense with my ex-wife and her husband. Uh, our son is struggling that we share. And uh, the last two years I'm struggling with his turning his work in. And uh, I didn't realize over the last two years because it was so hard at, uh, with losing you know, three people and my daughter, really four people, because I felt I lost my daughter kind of separated a little bit from me and then got married with, uh, you know, not the way I would have liked it, but uh, awesome job, great young man, Kevin. And so dealing with all that and just stuffing, stuffing, stuffing and the struggles of marriage and all that, I realized that I have been pretty mean and nasty to my ex-wife. And I actually sent an email over uh, two days ago and CC'd a few people that were in a conversation where I just sliced her with my words. And I had to apologize you know, I was looking back at them and having all these problems, and they're the ones doing everything that's wrong. And i got to be honest with you, as I look back and I had a conversation with my son, Major, yesterday, I realized I was the rude one, the ingrate, the thief. And for so long, I'd been thinking that they were the ones. And so to Lindsay and Keith, I apologize. And that's what we're doing today, ladies and gentlemen. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all are under construction. And so today, we want to look back at this last year, 2018, to clean up the things we need to so we can have an incredible 2019. When I attended the Leadership Awakening Workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head 
BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to St. Louis February 7th through the 9th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission, to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships. Online at FamilyInnovations.com. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, January 24th through the 26th. Go to likeitmatters.net. Click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about SWAT backwards. SWAT is an acronym. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We want to take a look backwards to learn uh, what we should have learned, to pick up pieces of data that maybe we missed in the now moment as we're living our life, so that we can correct some things, adjust some things, uh, learn some lessons from the past so we don't have to repeat them in 2019, and set the stage for a better new year. And there are lots of ways to do this on the fly, on the normal fly. As I counsel and coach, you know, I'm a life caddy. Uh, that's what I do. I help people on a weekly, regular, daily basis to take a look back at events that happened today or happened yesterday or happened over the weekend and then co- collect some data from it to make it make sense to clean it up. But we don't wait till the end of the year. And so we have perceptual positions and the counseling I'm doing. And we also have something I'm going to go through in a minute called the Thought and Emotion Journal where you can take any experience – and relive it. Go back through an eight-step process that I have here uh, that would allow you to collect that data, to rectify a wrong, uh, to clean up a mistake, uh, to maybe uh, put some polish on some rough edges. And that way you don't have to wait to the end of the year or maybe a chance to forget it 
and then all of a sudden, somebody else has bitterness or resentment towards you. And ladies and gentlemen, boy, there's a lot of hurting people out there. I see it all the time. Hurting people hurt people. And I'm one of those hurting people. That's why I do what I do. But one thing I learned about myself a long time ago, because I deal in so much pain, because I see so much hurt, one of my big pieces in life is I don't want to bring pain to people. Matter of fact, when I pray the prayer of Jabez, Lord, please increase my territory, expand my responsibility, keep my hand from harming other people. Because I don't want to cause more pain. And so as I was sharing before the break, you know, I had to, I had to revisit uh, some experience with my ex-wife and her husband uh, in regards to my son, Major, and realize that, you know, I was the rude one, the thief, the ingrate. I was the one causing a lot of pain, not realizing I was causing it, just living in my own pain and thinking I'm doing the right thing and juggling 82 balls at one time and the weight of the world on my shoulders. And it's only when we can slow down and reflect that we see how that happens. And this is a really important show. I'm pretty. I'm opening up my heart. I'm being vulnerable. I'm being transparent. Uh, and this is where we need to be at this time of year. So I would highly recommend, uh, if you miss any of this radio show, you should listen to the show in complete, uh, completion, the whole thing, all four segments. And so the way, if you miss anything, you go to likeitmattersradio.com. Likeitmattersradio.com is our radio website where you can listen to this message and uh, months of archive messages. LikeItMatters.net, LikeItMatters.net is where you can read about my transformational two-and-a-half-day training. I got four different classes. Uh, you can find out what cities we're going to be in. You can see testimonial letters. You can see videos from people who have been through the training. So LikeItMatters.net is where you can learn about how I can help you instill all the things I talk about on this radio. And then once you get through the training, you have me as a daily coach on the radio for an hour a day. But what if uh, you don't know we exist, or what if you don't have internet or whatever? Maybe you can't go to likeitmattersradio.com. Well, the good news is there's lots of other ways to listen. Matter of fact, we are actually in terrestrial, terrestrially in two cities. Um, our goal by the end of 2019 is to be in 50 cities terrestrially. And what that means is you can actually go to your car, go to your radio, turn the radio on, go to an AM or FM station, and pick me up right there in your city. And so those two cities are twin cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, you can listen to us at AM 1570 at 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time every day. And then replay it again from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time every single day. You could actually live stream with them. I would love to be a part of the Twin Cities Wellness Network. It is uh, an honor to be on that team. Uh, and so if you go to TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com, you can live stream with them. Also, we're in the beautiful city of St. Louis in the incredible state of Missouri. And you can listen to us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Praise 95.1. 1 FM and 12:60 AM, the St. Louis Gospel Experience. And for the rest of us, uh, you can just go to this app on your phone, on your computer called iHeartRadio. And if you go to iHeartRadio, uh, all you gotta do is query search for Wellness Radio 1570. Wellness Radio 1570. And you will find us on uh, um, iHeartRadio twice a day because of our connection to um, Minneapolis. Uh, if you find us, you'll find us uh, under Twin Cities Wellness Radio from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And then replay it again from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so today I want to go through the, the power of looking back. Remember we talked about perceptual positions. This is something we should be using all the time. The ability to see things in three different perspectives. First position is self. Second position is the other, which brings understanding. And third position is overview. 
And the great thing about all these three positions is they bring us data. A good general, a good warrior sees the entire battlefield. And so we should be doing that on a daily basis. Now, I also have something called the Thought and Emotion Journal. If you want any of this stuff I talk about or if you have questions on anything, please email me. Just email me at Mr. Black, M-R-B-L-A-C-K, at likeitmattersradio.com. Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. And if you want to be a part of our cause, if you want to help us change this world, if we're going to do that, we've got to change our thinking. Too much stinking thinking, too much bitter thinking, too much negative thinking, too much uh, rear focus, right? And so all the stuff, you can email me. We need sponsors. We need supporters. We need advertisers. We need people. I mean, if I was to hate Trump and want to bring him down, I could go do a GoFundMe account and there'd be a million dollars in my bank account. All we need is a half a million dollars to go syndicated and to change this world one person at a time, one listener at a time. And I would love uh, if George Soros or someone like that, instead of giving billions of dollars away to destroy each other in the political process, what if someone actually gave people like us who are doing positive things half a million dollars and the lives we could change, the world we could impact, the difference it would make? Stunning. And so one thing I want to give you before I go into the full SWOT analysis is something called a thought and emotion journal. And this is a great gift. This is when you take a look at a situation, kind of like I did. I had to realize with my ex-wife and her husband, uh, as I went through this, realized that I was the one uh, that was causing a lot of problems. I didn't realize it. I was swore, and I did swear that it wasn't me, it was them. But as I had a chance to settle the dust and to look back without the emotional involvement, uh, and look at it through their perspective, look at it through this process, I realize, oh my gosh, uh, I'm the problem. That's why I love the cookie thief story. Because the one person who thought she was the giver was really the taker. The one person who thought she was the builder was really the wrecker. The one person who thought she was the lifter was really the leaner. And so a good pastor friend of mine says, if you can't say amen, say ouch. And so trust me, the last couple of days, I've been experiencing some ouch. And so let's take a look. Let's say you have a situation, an interaction, um, a lunch, a date, whatever it was that, uh, boy, you went in it with one mindset and you came out of it not happy with the outcome. So what you want to do is take it through this eight-step process. It's pretty powerful. So first of all, you want to get a pad of paper. You want to get some quietness. If you could put some uh, music in the background that has no words just to get you reflective mode. First of all, you got to write out what was the situation. And thus the reaction. In other words, you're creating the scene, the setting, if you will, kind of like a, a good director. You know, who were you with? What were you doing? When was it? Where were you? You know, you gotta you gotta recreate it. You gotta remind it. You gotta uh, put all the coordinates back in place. You gotta actually go back in that time, not look back at it. Actually, take yourself out of the now moment and put yourself into Saturday at three thirty or Friday at eight ten to twelve or whatever it was. And recreate in full living color what was going on, who was there, what you looked like, what time of day was it, what were you cold, were you hot, what, all that stuff to put yourself back there. And then the second thing is what? Intention. What was your intention? What did you want to take place, right? The old saying, the best laid plans of mice and men, right? So what was your intent when you went into that meeting, when you went to that conversation, went on the date, whatever it was, what did you want to take place? 
Now, the third point of this is moods and feelings. What I want you to do is as you're reliving this, you're not looking back at it. You're not thinking about it. You're actually going back through it, walking through it. So as you're reliving this, what were those moods and feelings you were feeling? Was it anger? Was it resentment? I want you to label them. Be specific. Was it hopeful? Was it disappointed? Was it a violated? Whatever it was, list out as many of the emotions as you could, can, the feelings that you were having, and then rate the intensity on a mood of the mood from zero to 100, zero being no feelings at all, 100 being um, suicidal, raving maniac, ready to chop someone's head off. So that is number three. Be as specific as you can. Then number four is what were your automatic thoughts? Remember, the mind is six times faster. We have programs in place. So as people say and do things, we don't react to what they're saying and doing. What we're doing is we're explaining it to ourselves in the space between, and then we are functioning based on that. So what was going through your mind just before you started to feel this way? What does this say about you? I mean, what does this mean about you, your life, your future? What is the worst thing that could happen? Were you emotionally hijacked? That means all of a sudden a trigger mechanism went off and you lost it. All right? Spend time. You're going to spend a good three, five, six minutes on each one of these pieces. Number five, evidence that supports the automatic thought. Remember, you had some automatic thoughts. Maybe he didn't respond the way he did, so he doesn't love me. Or maybe he did something that triggered something fast to say, he's always disrespecting me. Those are automatic thoughts. So what you want to do is find evidence that supports the automatic thought. Circle the automatic thought in previous column for which you are looking for evidence and write factual evidence to support this conclusion. And then number six, evidence that does not support the automatic thought. Is this true all the time? If my best friend had this thought, what would I tell them? If they knew, what would you? What would they say to me? What has helped me feel better? What strengths am I ignoring? Am I jumping to conclusions, blaming myself? That's all number six. And then number seven, what would the appropriate response be? So if it happened again, what is the appropriate response in situations like this in the future? Considering all the information, what response would have created your desired outcome? And then lastly, number eight, rate the moods at completion. Remember in number two you, or three, you rate, rated all the moods. You identified moods and what you were feeling at the time. Now in the now moment, right now, those same words, write them out again. Now what are you feeling intensity level? Zero feeling nothing, 100 feeling hateful or bitter or whatever. And so this is a powerful process that allows you to go back and clean things up in the now moment. We'll be back in three minutes. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. 
In the subject line, put Posse. Again, that's Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligence profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of thousands of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. Healthcare in the United States has reached a critical impasse. Neither the commercial health plans nor either political party are proposing viable solutions to our national healthcare dilemma. Their focus for over 30 years has been on the management of healthcare delivery as the primary mechanism for containing costs. The result? Today, more is spent on the management of healthcare than on healthcare itself. Insurance premiums and deductibles have become unaffordable. What's needed? A radical departure from what has failed us. We need to abandon the management of healthcare delivery and focus on the management of healthcare finance. Dr. Stephen Trobiani, MD, has developed a viable, market oriented solution to provide high quality healthcare at affordable prices. This will revolutionize healthcare in the United States. Learn more at SustainableHealthCareReform.org and obtain Dr. Trobiani's book, Sustainable Healthcare Reform, Harnessing the Power of Capitalism to Fund Our Social Needs. Join the American Healthcare Revolution at SustainableHealthCareReform.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today we are swatting backwards. We're taking a look at the past. We're being honest with ourselves this past year so that we can do better in a year as it moves forward. And so reflective learning is so powerful. Reflective learning can be considered as a conscious reevaluation of experience. This is so important because as we reflect backwards, we learn the practice of retrieval. And retrieval practice is a strategy in which bringing information to mind enhances and boosts learning. And deliberately recalling information forces us to pull our knowledge out and examine what we know. It's how we learn things. And sometimes, you know, we need to add some elaboration, which connects new knowledge experience to existing knowledge experience. Elaboration is the act of adding more information to existing information to create a more complex, emergent whole. See, that's what allows us to learn from our past, not live there, so that we can focus on our future, which is 2019, but do something different in the now moment. Very, very important. And there's lots of empirical evidence around reflection. There's a study that was done regarding the bias for action that we tend to have. It showed that getting a certain amount of knowledge, experience, and then taking time to reflect is much more effective than getting that knowledge, experience, and then continuing to do and acquire more without stopping to reflect. And by the way, very few people actually reflect. The study that I just referenced shows that only roughly 18% of people opted to engage in reflection. And why all this matters is because it allows you to become more of who you are and why you're here. So I want to focus this last segment on the SWOT analysis. This was originated by Albert S. Humphrey in the late 1960s. And it's SWOT. It's sometimes called the internal-external analysis. 
SWAT matrix, it can be called the IE matrix, and SWAT is an acronym, Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. And today I just want to do it on a personal level. We can do it on a business level, and that's what you know I do in my coaching. And so if you're interested in the coaching, you know, my life caddy work, I only work with 10 people at a time, uh, reach out to me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com, mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. And please, by the way, if you do Facebook, like us on Facebook. We put pictures on there every day. We tell you what we're talking about. We share some cool stuff. So go to facebook.com slash radio. And the good news is now iTunes actually carries us. So if, if you go to iTunes Radio, uh, uh, I'm sorry, iTunes, just iTunes, sorry about that, uh, and s- search, uh, subscribe, if you will, to Like It Matters Radio. You can subscribe right there to Like It Matters Radio on iTunes, and then what will happen is at the end of my show, uh, it'll be readily available for you in podcast form, my daily show. You need to have an hour of me in your head, growing, learning, stretching, pushing. And so, chance favors the prepared mind, Louis Pasteur said. You will most likely succeed in life if you use your talents to their fullest extent. Similarly, you'll suffer fewer problems if you know what your weaknesses are and if you manage these weaknesses so that they don't matter in the work you do. So, what makes SWAT especially powerful is that with a little thought, it can help you uncover opportunities that you would not otherwise have spotted from your past. And by understanding your weaknesses, you can manage and eliminate threats that might otherwise hurt your ability to move forward. And so as we look back, we want to take a look at our strengths from this last year. What advantages as you look back this last year did you have that others didn't have? What did you do better uh, last year than anybody else or this year 2018? What personal resources uh, did you access? What about the other people? Have people seen your boss, your coworkers, your friends, have they seen uh, your strengths? As you look back at this last year, what were your high points? What were some of the great accomplishments? What were some of the great victories? What were some of the great things that you accomplished? As you look back at you, if you're doing this more outside, more than just your personal life, how about your relationships with your wife, with your kids, with whatever, you know, whoever you're with? And one of the ways to do this is think about your strengths in relation to the people around you. Uh, The example that was given here, if you're a great mathematician and the people around you are also great at math, then this is not likely to be technically a, quote, strength in your current role. It may be a necessity. You see what I'm saying? So you want to focus, and I'd say spend some time on these. We have sometimes a tendency to only see our strengths or only see our weaknesses. We need to have balance. We need to be honest. We need to be honest. So weaknesses. As you look back at this last year, what were the weaknesses? What tasks did you avoid because you didn't feel confident doing them? Think about that. What did the people around you see as your weaknesses? As you use the perceptual position, as you relook at interactions you had throughout the year. If I were to ask other people, you were to ask other people around you, what would they see as your weaknesses? As you look back at this last year, have you been completely confident in your in your abilities, your education, your skills training? If not, what were some of the weak areas uh, from last year? How about your negative work habits? Are there things in the past this past year? Maybe too much time on Facebook. (coughs) Maybe uh, not put your phone down. Maybe focus on one thing versus the other. I don't know. This is your life. And so you got to take a look at these. 
And now take a look at the hard part. How about personality traits? What about, do you have any that have been holding you back this last year? For instance, was there a meeting you had to conduct and your fear of public speaking kept you from doing it? Or is there someone at work that you had a problem with that you never dealt with and made you feel uncomfortable? It was like I shared this thing. You know, I had to really take a look at my weakness. It was my, my resentment, my bitterness, my anger. I didn't realize how angry I'd got over the last two years about all the death around me, about the loss of this and loss of that, about my struggles. I didn't realize it had gotten so bad. Yeah, my wife would say something, but, you know, it was mostly her, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Got my point? So how about, as you look back last year, opportunities? Was there opportunities in the past that you took advantage of? Was there some new technology that you you learned that helped you? Or was there some new technology that you learned that didn't help you? How about the ways you're growing? Are there were there opportunities in the past to grow that you took advantage of? Were there opportunities this past year to grow that you didn't? When you got uh, were rewarded the opportunity to go to a training like mine, did you go, or did you choose not to go? Did you let fear stop you? As you look back, did you have a, a network strategy? Was there a group of people that really benefited you well? Was there a certain person that was a great blessing to you? That became a great opportunity. I believe one of the blessings that God gives us in life is the people he puts in our life. Were there people in your life last year that you used properly, and I don't mean used in a negative way, as opportunities? Is there a need? Was there a need in your family that you met? Was there something you did different that created a better relationship? You want to look at the opportunities, and not just the ones you took advantage of. But what about some of the ones you might have missed? You know, that's really important, too. I, I, don't, I don't think it's negative. I think as you're looking back, I missed that opportunity. Which brings us then to that thing called threats. <laughs> as you look back this last year, what were some obstacles that you faced at home, at work? How about at home or at work? Was there any relationships uh, that were negative, that did some damage, that if not dealt with can continue to do damage in the future. Again, it goes back to my relationship with my ex and my relationship with my son. I realized over the last two years that I had been doing some damage, not intentionally, not realizing, it's just hurting. Just taking care of people and getting through a death, getting through a funeral, uh, getting through an engagement, getting through this, getting through my own insecurities, dealing with other people's insecurities, Right? You know, with a healer, need some healing, got my point? As you look back, was there things in your job or work or relationships that needed to change, but for whatever reason, you didn't change? Is there a technology that you didn't take advantage of in the past? And as you look back at your weaknesses, are those things that aren't dealt with can lead to threats? And so this is really important, SWAT. As you look back this last year, those are four categories. What were the strengths from this last year, 2018? What were the weaknesses? What were the opportunities? And what were the threats? And we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be clear on those. Because until we're aware. See, no change will ever take place until we're aware. Matter of fact, there's four levels of learning. And the, the first level of learning is unconscious incompetence, where you don't know what you don't know. 
But that creates the second level learning where conscious encompasses. Now you know what you don't know. See, that's what this is about. You won't deal with something until you're aware it exists. Remember, we're natural born procrastinators. And the number one way we procrastinate is I don't know. Because if you did know, would you do something different? So as we bring this year to close, let's swap backwards before we can move forward. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. You all have a Merry Christmas. And remember the reason for the season. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.